Meanwhile, 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. As we hit one month of being in extreme social distancing, I've heard more people cry about being bored than a five-year-old whose TV was stuck on C-SPAN. I'm wondering if these are the same people that would bitch about paying a bill or doing a chore and call it adulting. But you know what? Screw it. Yeah, yeah. you thought I was going to say the other one, but my, 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 my daughter's here. Welcome to another Cabin Fever Fighting Edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 150. Wow, 150. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man whose initials spell out mango furry gum. I mean, that makes no sense, but <laughs> uh, it makes sense when you've been cooped up in, as long as I have. <laughs> Screw it. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. A boy's best friend is his mother. What? It's from that movie with the, the, Friday, the hotel. Friday Beach Motel. Uh, called what? Psycho? There you go. Yeah, you go. <laughs> Bates oh, Motel. Was that so hard? <laughs> well, there is a, sh- a TV show called Bates Motel. There was. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's pretty cool. Not the same. Two cycle. Yeah, exactly. It's close enough. All right. <laughs> and our other awesome host is the man who puts the fur in furry mango gum. Mango furry gum, excuse me. <laughs> Screw it, whatever. Who cares? Archie right. Square off the tech. So the other day, as I was walking my dog, I saw a leaf fly in the wind. And it reminded me of a joke that someone once told me. There were two muffins in an oven. And one of them turns to the other one and says, wow, it's really hot in here. And the other one goes, ah, a talking muffin. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't even know how to react to that. I don't even know how to react to that. (laughs) Okay. I think we're all going a little bit delirious. I think we are going a little bit batty, you know, with this whole social distancing. and I'm evidently still sane. I don't know about everybody else. No, I, I skipped batty and went straight to wonky. <laughs> that joke's going to stick in my head now. Okay. You're welcome. All right. So today, we're going. We're boldly going where no Meanwhile 22 podcast has gone before. Wait a minute. We've covered a Star Trek before, right? Yes. Yes, we have. S- screw it. All right. We'll be reviewing the new series, C- of the new CBS All Access series, Star Trek Picard. But first... Mike is always bitching about quick news taking so long because of us. So, Mike. Mike? Yes. Quick news. Go. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Quick, up in the sky. It's a blurb. It's a frame. It's DC Comics new issues, man and woman. Yeah. For the time being, DC Comics is ditching Diamond Distributors and has revised its shipping schedule for upcoming print books. Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors have agreed to work with DC uh, for new comics to be distributed to all 50 U.S. states and Washington, D.C., as well as five provinces in Canada. DC is not guaranteeing on-time delivery for international sales. DC also has canceled all orders for April 1st through the 15th solicitation and asked retailers to resubmit their orders with Lunar C, uh, USC, uh, I'm sorry, UCS, and Diamond, although it is not known when Diamond will resume business. Yeah, because in-store sales uh, dates will be missed while restructuring, DC has moved its comic day, 
it's new comic day from Wednesday to Tuesday to sync up with all retail channels. But don't get your hopes up for a new pop figure cap. Collectibles will not be shipped by Luna or US, uh, UCS. Well, first off, I, I, I heard you and Troy, shout out to Troy, um, off the podcast talking about the diamond distributors, you know, um, somebody was talking about like, this is probably like their last gasp. You know, I personally think that that um, a lot of people are going to rethink because they've been the they've been basically the exclusive delivery, and it's like, well, you know what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket, you know? True. I mean, no, this definitely. is I mean, this is not Diamond's fault, but it's just you know what happens when the distributor decides to do the right thing and say, hey, we're not delivering, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Um, and just to to, to um, MFG's second point, I'm actually glad that I deliver in collectibles, bro. I'm sorry. Okay. Just, just real quick. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to say it now. All I'll say is this. Mike and I usually go to Forbidden Planet. Shout out to Forbidden Planet. And in the beginning, when you walk in, they have three separate piles of um, pop figures. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm just going to look at something. I'm just going to take a look. And I'm always taking one home. So yeah. maybe it's just for the better good. Yeah, basically we walk into Forbidden Planet and for Cap, there's just three crack dealers standing over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and and I keep saying, just ignore them. And he never does. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's be true. It's meth. It's meth. <laughs> it's, that, addic- that pop addiction is no joke. Well, I guess there's a, a meth to your madness, I guess. Ah. Uh, anyhow. No, wow. I, I would have gave you a, a, a rim shot on that one, but okay. Yeah. I bet Our you tech would. is always asleep. Ooh, damn. Alrighty, the show will not go on. Comic-Con International San Diego 2020 has finally taken a stance. The SDCC will cancel this year's event and will not reschedule for 2020. Instead, the next SDCC will be held July 22nd through the 25th of 2021. Additionally, WonderCon 2020 has also canceled its convention and will reschedule for March 26th through the 28th of 2021. No word yet on New York Comic-Con 2020. It's... It, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I mean, it's just so funny how... According to them, it still is because they won't say anything. You think I can well, get my money back for San Diego? You weren't well, going to San if, Diego. If you spent, if you spent it, that. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 a sad state of affairs when we're hearing about all these things canceling out and closing up. But oh, yeah. I, I guess the bright side part of it is that, you know, we're we're hoping that, you know, this distancing can kind of help us get healthier so we can get back to doing oh, yeah. things we love. So, well, I mean, they're canceling these things even in the future, you know, being responsible. Isn't that right? Georgia, Florida, <laughs> any of you guys? Oh, sorry. I guess we don't know what that word means. Wow. Shots yeah. fired by Mike. See, that's, we, that's a new drop we have to have, um, Ralph. When shots are fired, pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe just me doing pachoo, pachoo. I'll do that. No, I would, no. We're, I would we're recommend okay. that because then if someone's listening to this in a bad neighborhood, they might start ducking for no reason. <laughs> that's why you go with me going pachoo, pachoo. Listen. Wait, wow. you get the rim shot for that one guy. What if, what if they're like on a planet with lasers or something? You never know. <laughs> if that if you, this you, broadcast is going out that far and we haven't been attacked, we're doing all right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they love us uh, on, on, on Alpha Centauri Seven. I'll tell you that right well, now. Well, they you, haven't, you, we haven't been attacked by aliens, and Eva Mendez hasn't sued us. So there you go. Well, you know why they love us on Alpha Centauri? Because they they can't get our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, HBO Max and Bad Robot are making supernatural bedfellows. J.J. Abrams Production Company will be producing an original TV series for HBO Max set in the universe of Justice League Dark. 
No title or information about the series has been revealed. Additionally, Bad Robot will produce a spinoff based on Stephen King's The Shining titled The Overlook. No premiere dates have been announced for either series. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. See, this HBO HBO Dark. I'm I'm like Max. People keep talking. Max. I'm sorry, Max. But um, they keep talking about like all these great shows being on. They were trying to say that this the Snyder Cut was going to be on there, but why does anyone want to see it? And Snyder keeps saying that there is no cut. <laughs> he never finished the film. Well. Whatever. Like, well, that's can, <laughs> there can't be a Snyder cut if he never finished the film. Well, well no, no, well, they, well, no, no, no. It's not that he didn't finish the film. They, they did all the filming. They just didn't edit a lot of the special effects. They filmed everything that needs to be done. They would just have to add the special effects. Right. But he keeps saying that there is no cut. <laughs> like, like he, in other words, he never put it together. So I'm like, He's, I don't know why we keep assisting there is one, but you know. He says that while watching it in the background. Right. Because <laughs> he's the only one that would be watching it. <laughs> wow! It's fucked up. Pachu, Pachu, yeah. shots fired. See, I, we, no, no more, no more rim shot. I got you, Mike. Go ahead. What, what else you got? Oh, please don't have my back. <laughs> <laughs> now with that gun, Pachu, Pachu, go ahead. Anyhow, last but not least, put on your domino mask, brush up on your kung fu, and gas up the 1965 Chrysler Imperial because it will soon be time for the Green Hornet to clean up the streets again. What? Universal Pictures and Amasia Entertainment are partnering to reboot the other crime-finding duo from back in the day. For the hoes at home that fear another bad outing for the Hornet and Cato, the barely palpable 2011 film was from Columbia Pictures, not Universal. Universal had actually been in the Green Hornet business for years. Uh, back in the 1940s, Universal produced two film serials for the iconic duo and had attempted to develop a new film in the 1990s before losing the rights to the franchise in 2001. Almost no details of the reboot have been revealed and a release date has not yet been discussed. How do you feel about that, Mike? And how do you feel about that, oh, Ralph? Because I've never been a big Green Hornet fan, per se. I just always remember um, my older friends talking about how great the series used to be or the comic book or whatever, whatever. So, um, I mean, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Green Hornet, it's, I, I think a lot of people make more out of it than it ever was. You know, because mm -hmm. it, it was, I mean, because it started, I think it started as a, uh, as a radio show. You know, so it wasn't like it had like these incredible effects to begin with. Um, and it's just old timey. Uh, but like I said, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do with it because there is you can grow the characters. I think the comic books have tried to do a little bit better with it because uh, Dynamite has the uh, the comic book rights and they've right. had them for quite for quite some time. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see what they'll do, how, how they'll look around and, uh, you know, what changes they'll make or if they'll try and update it to be a little bit more actiony or if they'll kind of leave it more mobster on the streets kind of a thing you know and, and just make sure seth rogan gets nowhere near the near the role oh my god that would be horrible <laughs> ralph did you like the um the, the the last version of um green hornet well like is such a strong word i found it entertaining <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> even in his insults he still spoke complimentary like <laughs> it was entertaining but, but it, was, it wasn't like it could have been way better but i didn't you know, not enjoy watching it. I'll say that. Were you well, high? Well, here's no, a question. Could have been. Here's a question for you guys. A little bit of a trivia. See what you guys know. Uh, the Green Hornet. Who is he the grand nephew to? A grand nephew to? Hi-ho, Silver! Away! Correct. He is the Lone Ranger's grand nephew, and that is actually uh, canon. Yep. To the series. That, that was is canon. Wow. Yeah, it was canon. Well, what it is is back in the, um, in the radio version, mm -hmm. uh, 
he was talking to his fa- his father. Uh, Britt Reed is the uh, Green Hornet's uh, secret identity name. His father, of course, had no idea that he was um, doing anything uh, until eventually he does find out, and he's just like, you know, you know, you've been running around the street in the mask, da 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 da, da. and or I think actually he tells us that like, you know, I've been doing this, I've been trying to fight crime, and his father, he's like, well, you know, I guess I can understand that. He goes because when I was a kid. I, you know, was with my uncle in Texas, and what they did is they played the William Overtell Overture. Oh, while wow. he was while he was reminiscing about that, he never said, but that's what was playing while. It but was they happening. definitely alluded. They alluded yeah. to it. Oh, wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, and if John wanna... Reed was the uh, Lone Ranger's real name. Yeah. If you want to yeah. know uh, more about the Lone Ranger and the and this connection, there's another podcast called Imaginary Worlds, and they have a whole episode about that. Because it's so goddamn good. Shut up. It's really good. <laughs> is it better Yo, than our podcast? We're yeah, just mean with each other today. Close. We're self-deprecating. We're close, but okay. Yeah. There, there we go. We gotta start boosting, boosting ourselves up. I know morale has been down the past couple of days. We gotta start picking it up because, I mean, we're people's last lifeline. I mean, God forbid, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, that's all the quick I, news. I apologize if that's the case. Now, <laughs> uh, that's, that's all the quick news I have. All right, cool. Ralphie, what quick news do you have besides other podcasts? Um, for all of you who are worried, don't worry. The party in my head is not canceled. Oh. But the party in his pants has been postponed. <laughs> <laughs> Indefinitely. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the only thing I'll ask to the quick news is, did anybody catch the, um, and I talked to Mike about this off podcast, did either of you catch the um, the crossover between Teen Titans Go and Thundercats Roar? Thank no. God, no. Ralph? No, I haven't seen it. Can I tell you, gentlemen, how much propaganda that was? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, the long and the short, is it's, it's one of those meta kind of episodes where it's the Teen Titans Go cast looking at the TV guide and talking about how stupid this show Thundercats Roar is because the original Thundercats show was better. And they're going signing petitions to have it destroyed and to have the show taken off the air. And then somehow I think, I don't know if it's Raven or somehow, the, I think it was, um, what, what's the name of the guy with the channels? Um, uh, um, oh, I forget what his name. I know he's no, yeah. no, 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 no. The guy, the remote control guy, the villain that can actually... Oh, that showed them the the their versions of of the their previous yeah. versions. Yeah, yeah. So he comes in this episode and he takes them to the Thundercats Roar universe, and they meet um, the Thundercats Roar team, and they're fighting against each other. And I, and that wasn't it. I was like, okay, if that would have been it, I thought that would have been okay. I'd have been like, okay, it's over. No, at the end, spoilers. No, Steve Francis. Um, a big Lionel shows up out of nowhere. The real Lionel shows up <laughs> and gives a speech about how you shouldn't judge the, the Thundercats roar um, show so negatively because it's its own entity. It's got to stand on its own merit. Therefore, it's a valid um, it's a valid cartoon property. Wait, ni- 1980s Lionel or the 2000s Lionel? 1980s, 85 Lionel oh, okay. with the voice and everything. Nice. And they're like, wow, he looks so cool. It, nice nothing. I'm like, you're trying to brainwash people. Like he's saying, well, you know, we have, um, Thundercats Go has to stand on their own merit. They're their own cartoon. I'm like, this is the biggest piece of propaganda I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. You, you know your product. Your product is pretty shitty when you have to have the original product come and tell people to accept this product. <laughs> hey, fun fact. 
Lionel, uh, even though had the body of a fully grown lion man, was actually still just a child. Yeah, he was only like a teenager. He was like a no, because why? Well, because why? Well, Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat were older than him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When he went into stasis. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I, it's, it's, I always thought it was kind of weird how he was the only one who actually grew during stasis. Yeah. And everyone else stayed the same age. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that. I mean, you know, uh, the what was that guy? Was it was it Jag, Jagra? Jaga? Jaga. 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 His, yeah, his grandfather. Well, he, he did age to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't in a stasis. He stayed nah. piloting the ship. The fool. <laughs> One more thing before I go before we go on to uh, talking about the main part of the show, um, I was going through YouTube just to kind of see if I could find that episode of Thundercats. Uh, it's called Teen Titans Go Roar. That's the name okay. of the episode of Teen Titans Roar. And I was looking for it, and I I didn't realize. Now, granted, it's warranted how angry people are about Thundercats, but you would have swore somebody shot somebody's baby over this. <laughs> Let me take a replicate the rant. The rant was. Oh my God! They replaced it. They, it, it it's blasphemous, and, and it's one. Sound like one of those nerds that were like, re, like, really, really upset. It was a guy and a girl duo. Right. They, they're just trying to push their things, and it's only be popular with three year olds and twenty two year old people on on um. Oh, what's the name of that um that website where people write? Oh, fudge. What Reddit? Four chan. Not Reddit. The, the other one. Four chan. No, there's one more. Is it uh, Tumblr? Any Tumblr? There we go. Oh, okay. Like people, twenty-two-year-olds on Tumblr and three-year-olds only would like the show because this show's hot garbage. And the guys, like, I think the the rant was twelve minutes. There was Damn. a part of me. It was like a fire. It's like a, it was like a it was like a car fire. Like I didn't want to stop watching, but I kept watching. It's actually the correct term is dumpster fire. Whatever. <laughs> it was that too. All I'm saying is I didn't realize how how much anger there was around that. But well, there's still love for the Thundercats, and it hasn't gotten a lot better with. With the crappy uh, 2011 or whatever that year 2011, yeah, right. You know. But that was even bad if you compare it to what they had now. But I digress. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go into it. Let's stop talking about depressing stuff and let's talk about something that a lot of people can really, you know, get their geek on with. Because it's funny. Every time we talk about one of these particular types of movies or series, I feel like my, my geekness grows. So today we're going to talk about Star Trek, Picard, and with a synopsis, is MFG and not Thundercats Roar, Mike the Finance Guy. Alrighty. Star Trek Picard is the eighth series in the Star Trek franchise that began in 1966. The show aired on CBS All Access paid streaming service for 10 episodes. Prior to its debut, the series had already been greenlit for a second and third season. Star Trek Damn. Picard, yeah. Star Trek Picard was created by uh, Akiva Goldsman, Michael Chabon. Kristen Bayer and Alice Kurtzman and was based on Star Trek The Next Generation by Gene mm-hmm. Roddenberry. Each episode cost yeah, between yeah. yeah, each episode cost between eight to nine million dollars to make, as opposed mm-hmm. to the next generation, which cost approximately one point three million per episode during its run from eighty seven to ninety four. That's a lot Star of money Trek back per- then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Trek Picard has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of eighty seven percent with an audience score of sixty percent. And what? a Medi- yes, and a yes, I, I believe him. Um, and a Metacritic score of seventy six out of one hundred, with an audience of forty two out of one hundred. I don't get it. Let's let's talk about this. I do. Anyhow. Oh, we'll go into it. Yes. <laughs> Are you Welcome a Star Trek the... fan? 
Well, we'll get to it in a second. Let's go synopsis. Welcome <laughs> to the year 2399. The series takes place 20 years after Star Trek Nemesis. Charles Xavier is now a 94-year-old retired Starfleet admiral with, ironically, a deadly brain abnormality. The future of the 24th century is mostly bright and mostly filled with trite habits and cliche ideas from over 400 years in the past. A vineyard? Sure. Brick oven pizza? Okay. Soccer still <laughs> popular and engaging to synthetic creatures 25 light years away from Earth? Well, why not? A black woman hooked on booze and drugs and absent from her only child? I, she'll probably get her own spinoff of DC Comics. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Romulans are again the bad guys and are trying to destroy all synthetic life just because a group of women got freaky and died at some off-planet little fair festival. To save Data's daughter, <laughs> Picard gathers a ragtag group for his mission. A substance-abusing lesbian? But she's black. That guy from Heroes Season 1. A white chick with close-set crazy eyes and goth Legolas from Lord of the Rings. With... <laughs> With the breastifying assistance of Voyager 7 and 9, can our heroes stop interdimensional Dr. Octopus from reaching into the universe and destroying all organic life without placing the memories of a deceased Jean-Luc Picard into a synthetic golem that looked exactly like him but be in perfect health? Yeah, that's right. I ruined the ending because I'm pissed at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, oh, good. starring Patrick good. Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard, Issa Briones as uh, Daj, Soji, and, believe it or not, Sutra. Uh, Evan, <laughs> Evan Evagora as Elnor, My, uh, Michelle Hurd as uh, Rafi, Santiago Cabrera as Rios, Allison Pill as Agnes Girati, Harry Treadaway as Narek, Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine, Peyton List as Narissa, and Tamlin Tamita as O. All right, so here we go. Let's talk about a Star Trek Picard. But before we get into this, let's press that spoiler warning uh, that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. He still hasn't heard the last episode, so I feel relaxed enough to say that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Make it stush. Boldly going with no stush has gone before. <laughs> See how clearly I said that one? I told you I wasn't nervous. I felt like Steve was going to come behind me and club me over the head with something. Who's that? <laughs> Cap, look out! <laughs> <laughs> that was really bad. Anyway, okay, so let's get into it. Star Trek, Picard. Um, it's interesting how, the it, well, based on Mike's report, the, the critics loved it, but the audience hated it. Mm-hmm. Do do you understand why, Mike? Uh, Mike and Ralph. Well, obviously the critics were paid. <laughs> wow! <laughs> really? Is this is this a is this a Trump theory? <laughs> <laughs> or is you or do you have any fact for this? Well, it looks like it's time for Ralph explains it all. It's God never damn. really time for that, is it? So, <laughs> it's only forced upon us. <laughs> so here's what happened: right? like broccoli. So CBS is like, listen, guys, we can't. Uh, we've already greenlit this series for three seasons. We got to make sure that this thing gets good ratings. So find all the critics out there. We know those old stuffy white guys who probably never heard of Star Trek, and we're gonna give them a lot of this CBS money. All right, we give them the CBS money. They gave us good ratings. But what about the viewers? You say, who the fuck gives a crap? All right. We're not making this for them. We're making this for us. Ah, they, they used the Fox mentality. Pretty much. <laughs> and this has been... Ralph explains it all. I know you guys.
guys missed it. So there you go. That was the cleanest intro and outro that Ralph has ever done of that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm practicing. So back to the question at hand. And I'm, I'm swinging this over to Mike because Ralph gave his answer. Mike, what do you think? Um, I think... Uh, I think I, I've read some places that um, some people found it a little bit too dark okay. um, of, a, of a series. Other people, and myself included, found it a little bit too much like The Next Generation, uh, considering that that was made over 20 years ago or almost you know 23 years ago, I guess, from the, the original start of it. Um, so that it's, it's not sitting as well as... Actually, I'm sorry, 33 years ago. Um, it's not sitting as comfortably in today's sci-fi, I think, as it could uh, because of its very 80s type of storytelling. 80, 80s kind of um, storytelling. That's very interesting. But it's funny because we've had different versions of Star Trek and not even like that, you know, that far in, you know, many years ago. Sorry, I can't even speak English right now. Um, but, you know, we've had recent, you know, we've had Star Trek reboots and we've had, you know, um, different Star Trek series like Discover Discovery was one. What's the one that's, the other one also on um, CBS All, All Access? That is the other Discovery. one. Discovery. It's Discovery, okay. Yeah. Because Discovery knows the one with, uh, with um, Scott Bakula. Which was yeah, right. but that was that's from Enterprise. like, that was, that, that was 12 years before. No, 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 yeah. I'm saying, no, no, I'm not saying that one. I'm just saying I get the names confused. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying is Discovery is a recent one that mm -hmm. uses very similar storytelling. So I'm like, they love this one. They, they love Discovery, but then they don't like you know what well, I, haven't I don't seen, get it. Well, I haven't seen Discovery, so I can't tell if they're the same I, type of storytelling, but I can say that the storytelling, which I enjoyed early on, quickly started to devolve into the next generation version of storytelling, which, you know, they had great episodes, but, you know, they had also a lot of filler episodes and a lot of, like, silly episodes yeah. that just didn't kind of work, and I felt that that's what happened as this started to go along. I, Interesting, okay. I can tell you, I've seen Star Trek Discovery, <clears throat> and that storytelling is different than what they did on Picard. But the reason why I think people um, enjoyed uh, Discovery more was the fact that it's, even though you have um, characters from other series like uh, like Spock, it's still in a, a, a new storytelling in, in within this Star Trek universe. You know, it's a new story within the Star Trek universe that you haven't really seen before with characters more modern characters you can relate to and and the the way that they chose to tell the story um wasn't something that they did before in, in star trek at all yeah. uh, but also let me interject on uh that opinion that you just had yeah star trek discovery uh, not just yours but also the cap star trek discovery has 83 percent favorability on rotten tomatoes from the critics and a 42 with audience. What? What's wrong with so, these people? I, I, so yes, right there is telling you that the audience is, is not particularly with happy with Star Trek the way it's being told. I, you know. I'll, I'll say this. Every Star Trek fan that I've spoke to, and, it, and, and I'm in a family. For those who don't know, I'm in a family of Star Trek heads. Troy, Matt, my cousin Virginia, all Star Trek heads, all different like variants. Joe, the intern. Shout out to Joe, the intern. You know, all of them loved loved these. Series. I don't understand how people are not liking the series, but let's go into why. Because Mike uh, Mike is like, okay, I didn't well, like. A lot I mean, of but also don't forget it. that's the whole thing. You are dealing with Star Trek fans. Yeah, they 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 probably enjoyed the other series as well. 
But it doesn't mean that the people that aren't fans enjoyed those series. They probably, A, didn't even watch them, and they're probably also not enjoying this much better. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask this question. I was going to ask this question at the end, but let me bring it around to here because it, it's very valid right about now. If you watch this series as a non-Star Trek fan, is there a possibility that you will not enjoy it? Or, the, or can you enjoy it without being a Star Trek fan? I think that is also a very key component. You would have to, to be a sci-fi fan. Right. Um, and that's fine. Um, I think as a, as a, if you were a non-Star Trek fan, um, is it Never accessible? Never watched TNG, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if it, is it accessible? Yes. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's like any other sci-fi, it would be like any other sci-fi series that you've just jumped in on. Um, obviously, this one just has years of history behind it, but they don't go too far into it um, into its past that leaves you abandoned, but it right. does still bring up questions like, like even saying like, well, Seven of Nine was freed from the Borg. Yeah. What does that mean? And who is she? And and you know, a lot of the things that look great, like seeing Hugh, uh, who's another ex Borg. Yeah, you're like, I he doesn't mean anything unless you happen to know who he is. Um, the 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 fact that you see um, uh, Number One and Deanna Troy. They're just like this old aunt and uncle living on a planet that's <laughs> that's remarkably like Earth for no particular reason. That's nowhere near Earth, and having a conversation filled with like the respect of knowing all of the years of material behind their relationship. That is a problem, you know. In fact, what okay. it is, I think they they went out of their way. They 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 gave too much homage and too much. I think um, fan service. Fan service in many ways probably for new people because the okay. fan service is cool but if you don't i mean because it's not like 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 you know it's not like a marvel movie where you see like oh my god look at the background did you see that suit or like holy shit that character's name is so and so even though he's not that character right now but oh, i know that name but he comes and goes you know she she moves through the scene these are actually long dialogues and you're sitting there going i don't know who these people are yeah <laughs> interesting you know? okay all right um, what do you think worked for the show? What it, obviously Mike Mike is not very uh, high on the show. Ralph, you sound like you were a little bit more high on high. <laughs> Ralph. Well, high. That's hilarious. I was very high on this show, man. <laughs> I bet you. I'll tell you that. Well, what, what are the things that worked? What are the things you liked? What are the things that because well, I'll say this: how how much an episode was it? Mike spent like eight million. Is it eight to nine million? So they spent about ninety million dollars. I'll say that it was definitely pretty. It was definitely yeah. a pretty yeah. looking show. Yeah, especially oh, definitely. like one of the, the best scenes is when you see those flowers coming out of the planet. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the most beautiful scenes I've seen in the Star Trek. You were de right. you so were definitely far. high for that one. You yeah, the orchids. High. Oh, they're very beautiful. Yeah, it was very beautiful. <laughs> Deadly, but yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, I I I liked I liked the way the story itself paced with Picard's age. Not saying that I liked the fact that some of the some um, some of the episodes were slow, but like the story pace. In other words, it didn't it didn't try to be Indiana Jones four with like a, a <laughs> okay. three thousand year old you know Harrison Ford. Yeah. It, it paced with the age of Picard, and I respected that, and I liked that. I liked the fact that the main character. That, that he was the main character. It wasn't just like, well, you know, Patrick Stewart's getting old, bring him in because obviously everyone knows that name, everyone will tune in, but let's just focus on the younger and much more good looking crew. No, it was always his story and that I definitely respected them for. For good or bad, I definitely liked that um, to see someone of a certain age, well actually he would be of a way over a certain age 
to be commanding a show. And I think that's a lot of respect. And I hope we see more things like that in different genres even. Uh, you know, to see to see older people getting the respect they're due in more, in more than just murder mysteries I, <laughs> that I'm prone to watch. <laughs> I did think, though, that it was a little bit unrealistic after um, the first sister blows up and he gets mm-hmm. blown away. Right. That he actually survived that with, like, little injuries. Like, come yeah. on. I, I Okay, I understand you have advanced medical technology, but... I mean, the dude's <laughs> old. He's fragile. Yeah. Well, he went flying too. Yeah. It wasn't even like he just—he didn't fall back. Well, what 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 got me with his, talk about the aging was that sword fight that they were attempting to have oh, uh, yeah. on the planet. Where and I was like, yeah, this this has to end now because even the few times the guy hit his sword, I'm like, well, you just broke that femur. Oh, there went his radius. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, also, one thing I definitely like though, I, I want to get to because I definitely want to you know stress my likes. I. I did feel like the first four to five max episodes were tightly knitted and I thought it was informative yet concise. Sometimes a little too concise because sometimes you were like, I don't know what's going on, but maybe they're going to explain it later. And they kind of did. But I liked that because they knew they had 10 episodes and I thought that they were like, OK, we're, we're going to be concise. And then around the fifth episode, they stopped and they started to go what I call next generation. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't quite, you know, when we went down to that disco I'm like, I, I get the fun and I can see that this is exactly something that would happen in TNG. It does not need to be happening in 2020 right now before my eyes. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the disco. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that episode. I mean, and especially if it was, there was a point to the episode. It wasn't just fluff for fluff's sake, you know. The, I mean, yeah, the attire was a little bit, you know, off the wall. Well, it, was, it, was, it felt cheesy in its own way, and especially considering it's like, you only have 10 episodes. Let's move this along. <laughs> you know? so, the, at the very end, you knew Seven of Nine was going to go back on down to that planet oh, yeah. and start just shooting people, right? Oh, yeah. You knew it, right? That was like... Oh, by the, end of, by the end of that episode? Oh, yeah. I was Once she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just need two blasts. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what she's just going to do. Just give me two no, blasts. And I, and I had no problem with that. Um, like I said, like I, said, I think uh, that that episode is where, for me, the series started to weaken. I mean, it didn't go to, okay. to shit. It didn't go to hell in a handbag. It just, that was where it started to weaken, and it never picked up from there for me. Hmm. I, I still enjoyed okay. lots of things and lots of elements. It's just that's where the storytelling wasn't as tight for me any longer. Yeah. Okay. I I uh, um okay. I liked uh Elnor. I thought it was an mm. interesting character to have cuz he was sort of like uh he reminds me a lot of like a, a ronin essentially mm-hmm. like like just waiting for a master, waiting for a cause to 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 fight. Right. All right. And the fact that he's he's like he's like one of those people who are you know, uh, incredibly trained, but they don't want to have to use their skills to take a life. You know, every time when he's fighting someone and he goes, please choose to live. Like you see, like, it's like, nah, I don't want to fight you, but I will do it if I have to. Well, well, I will will add a little caveat to that though. He's not, not wanting to fight. He's just giving you an option because he doesn't go, please choose to live. And then you know, parry, parry, defend, defend. No, he goes, please choose to live and instantly kills them. Well, <laughs> like, he gave him he, the he option. No, no, but yeah, he but yeah, if you were, yeah, if you were trying not to kill people, you would disarm them. Because think about it. He doesn't disarm them. He literally takes their heads off. Like, that's not a person that does not want to nope. kill somebody. He, Which, P.S., I was very them. surprised. 
He disarms them. He takes off their arms. Okay. He doesn't even really do that. He usually goes right for the head. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. So like that character, I, I didn't mind Elnor. The only thing I didn't like was with Elnor's character is that I guess it was because we were supposed to recognize that he could have been, he's kind of like the son that uh, Picard, Picard didn't have. So therefore they tried to keep him innocent and young. He's in his twenties. He's been trained by highly intelligent women on this planet. He's acting you, like a but, child, and it Mike, made no sense. Mike, you know. know who he is? He's fucking. He, he's fucking the Iron Fist. That's who he is. <laughs> Think about it. Really, no, no, that, I, I, no same, I definitely agree with that. You, a trained warrior who's been isolated and comes back to the real world, right. or come back to a different world, right. or the rest of the world, and he's lost culturally. He's so he's right. like kind of you know that that what do they call that um. Um, when you stunt, when you get stunt growth, oh, whatever, stunt growth, yeah. whatever. We'll right, but yeah, I mean, it just it just didn't make any sense of the character because I'm like, why is he acting like a child? Like the, he's acting like Picard lost him at eight years old in a forest, you know, <laughs> and he grew up on his own and didn't have a lot of emotional maturity. I'm like, those women that he grew up with seemed very mature, very wise, and you yeah. know, and they would have made sure he was taught well because obviously they taught him what they knew. Yeah. And I'm like, so like that part threw me off with the character too because I thought I felt like they made him into a caricature instead of a character that he should have been. What it is, I, what it is, is that when Picard comes around, he reverts back to that young boy who looked up to him when he was around, and all of those feelings and emotions that he never dealt with are coming out and forcing him to act that way. But not he doesn't do that just with Picard. He does that in general. Like when he was just with, uh, when he was with uh, what's her face, um, Seven of Nine right. on the board yeah. queue. When they're but you know we've seen him not with Picard. It's just that's the personality they gave him. And like I said, they did it more as a caricature instead of like saying like, well, this character probably wouldn't be like that. If they had done with what you're saying, I would have respected it. That that like like let's say if he, I mean, he doesn't have to be a tough person, but if he was just a normal, whatever you want to consider a normal person with everyone else, but defaulted to more of a childlike behavior with Picard, I'd have been like, yes, that is a believable personality trait, you know. But they just made him almost simple, even though he wasn't, you know. And I, and I didn't like that because I just felt that that was an excuse for him to be like the kid that doesn't understand stuff, but like he should understand everything that anyone else on that planet would understand. You know, it, it was just, it was just, I, I just found that a little bit weird that way. And that's, that's part of it I didn't like, even though I did like the character. Um, okay. I hated, this has nothing to do with bad story. Well, actually, it is kind of bad story writing. I did not like the doctor at all. I really Addison Pill kind of? hated um, Agnes Girardi. Agnes Girardi, yeah. I hated her character. I don't know if it's her eyes are just so small for her face and they're so close together. If just watching her disturbs me, I don't know what it is. I could not stand it. And then I didn't like the fact that it's like, okay, whether you believed it, not, shouldn't have believed it, should have thought more for you, whatever you want to call it, you still murdered this guy in cold blood. And everyone's like, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> that's that that did bother me. That did bother me when when she ends up killing um Maddox. Yeah. You know. Now get, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they saying that the reason why she killed him, even though she was supposed to be a double agent, was the fact that the thing that was in her blood forced her to be a killer? No. No. So they're saying that she may not have that with the images in her mind, they tried to allude to the fact that maybe she wasn't all in her right mind or maybe she was post hypnotically suggest they don't say that but because when when sutra says something along the line of like maybe you weren't in your you know 
Yeah. And I'm like, don't toss it out, Trump, without any proof. <laughs> you just threw that in there. So if you remember when they show the Romulan women, when they get the visions and they... And they all start killing themselves up. Yeah, so like it drives them crazy. So that's what they're saying. That Even though she didn't actually get the full experience of the images, she got partial um, experience of the images, it still drove her a little bit crazy. And that's what led her to do that. Seeing as how she also tried to kill herself as well towards the end. Right. But, but, but what got me, though, is it was like, and again, I could even accept that. And I was kind of hoping that she did offer stuff. Because I, I thought that would have been, first of all, because she's, well, she's not that necessary of a character. Like, I'm like, she didn't do much of anything except for be there and then be useful when they needed her, which I think was also a problem with that story is that as much as they still fleshed out the characters to a point, a lot of it felt like you're as useful as you will be in the next scene that we need you to be in, as opposed to organically flowing through the scenes but that's another discussion but um like i said with, with her it was just like yeah you know it, it really just drove me crazy but, but now you've realized that you know that it may not be true yeah i realize that now so you're just better <laughs> like 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 that was it like like someone I just know maybe i did feel like that they, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah they just kind of dropped that out of nowhere i, I definitely feel that way <laughs> yeah um I, I'll say this because I, I, you guys have been talking for a little bit. I kind of want to just add this uh, about things that I liked about it was that I like a smaller crew. I'm very, yes. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of smaller crews. It's I'll go back to um, the Astonishing X Men when Joss Whedon did the Astonishing X Men. He, mm -hmm. he he did that whole series with what Wolverine, Beast, Emma Frost, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Kitty Jean and Colossus. Kitty and Colossus, seven people. No Jean and, Grey. Oh, it wasn't Little Junior because that was um that was the other X Men that was um the um, the Garth Ennis run right. Well, my point is that you know with with that small crew you can do. Joss Whedon did very good character development. I was very happy with a with a very small crew on and a ship and there, there was less than seven characters on that ship. Right. So I was I was happy with a smaller crew and watching them develop and it, I liked them, but you know they, they, of course you know there were some things I was like really so instead of um. More characters you give us one character and different hologram versions. Yeah, that was kind of, it was cool, but you know, like, uh, it's a way of like adding more characters without adding more characters. It kind it of shows awesome. that actor's range, though. It shows hilarious. And, well, well, it shows the range they hoped he would have had. Like, I think he did well. He, <laughs> if they had left him at like him and two other holograms, we would have been good. But there was, it was becoming less and less difference between the characters of the holograms as it went on. You know, like I, I just felt like they were starting to kind of become, except for the ones that were obviously completely at opposite ends of each other. His other ones just started to feel like it's the same character more and more. You know, yeah. I just don't think he had the range to pull it off. I, I also was thinking, yeah, go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. Well, I'm pretty sure Mike must have hated that that episode where Picard is essentially interrogating all of the different uh, holograms because that one was just basically filler. Yeah. Oh God, I, I did I, that. That. That episode didn't do very much for me at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, and again, you know, filler is going to happen in these shows, but yeah, yeah it didn't do very much to me. Um, but uh, you were going on about what you like there, Cap? Well, I was just saying, I mean, my hope was that with a smaller crew, you're able to do a lot more character development. And I felt like this was definitely for where TNG got to, you know, have season after season of doing, developing, and having an hour show. I feel like you did start seeing more about the character. I mean, Ralphie, I didn't think. I was okay with Rafi until they went to the whole thing of 
she met up with her son and why her you know her and her son are not Rafi. You know, like cool there's Rafi. no wow hmm is Rafaela right yeah, but they call it. No, Rafi. They just called it Rafi. 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 No, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. R- R- Ralph said it like you know, like r- r- lifting his head. Like somebody's calling me. Okay, Rafi. <laughs> excuse me. The black lesbian. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I just like I said, I just didn't. You know, it was just one of those feelings of like, so she's your alcoholic drug abuser. You really picked the black chick. And then what was the? Point? <laughs> and then she left her kids. Her <laughs> kid, I should say. I'm like, really? <laughs> they they introduced the son and his wife. But then they don't touch on it ever again. So I'm nope. assuming it's going to be something for the next season. I guess. I mean, again, Maybe. That's, well, that's the other feeling, too. Like, it just felt like it was a lot of introducing of characters, but without feeling like any of it was important. Because yeah. like, that's what I was saying about like how they, they tried to flesh out the characters, but I didn't feel like they did it enough. So it just felt like, here, we've given you some information, and now they're just going to be useful as we go on. Instead of like developing more and more, they just became... What we've shown you is what we're going to keep throughout the rest of the episodes. And then if we want to give more development to the characters, we'll do that next season. That's what it kind of felt like instead of like giving me development. It just felt like here's all you need to know. They do these three things and we're good now, you know. So you feel like they're a kid with a bunch of like different soda bottles and they open up all the different soda bottles but never get to finish the bottle? Kind of, you know. Uh, Not that I have a kid like that, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, but like, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Oh, no, I was about to say, like, um, another problem I had was, uh, and, I, and I touched upon it when I did the synopsis, that, it's synopsis is that it, it, by 2020, I just felt that, and I had a problem with this with TNG in the, when, when, it, when I used to watch it in the 90s, um, but it's from a different time period, you kind of accept it, it's that late 80s, early 90s, you accept it for what it is, but by 2020, they don't, they don't move into the future very well. It, their future is basically in 400 years or 300 years, I should say, or it's actually closer to 400 years. They still reference us way too much. Like, like the fact that the two Romulans, Romulans, they're not even earth people. Right. Uh, the Romulans joke about like when she, when, uh, when, when Narissa takes Narek to wherever she's going into the, um, in the board ship, she's like, yes, it's got beautiful beachfront property. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, why would you even have a joke like that? Like, like that's an, an earthling joke. And it's an earthling joke from now about something having beachfront property and beautiful waves crashing, I think she says. Um, the fact that that, that, that Dr. Uh, that, that Aggie, or whatever her name is, Dr. Gerardi. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Colzai's? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Gerardi, when she says to, um, to Soon, uh, the, the guy that looks like Beta, when she says to Dr. Soon, she was like... Uh, you know, um, yeah, Maddox had uh, Maddox said that you had better crypto kung fu. Really, the year twenty three ninety nine, and you use crypto kung fu still? It, it just it's it's like like I said, like the fact of soccer. And I mean, part of that probably was humor too about like soccer being so important and people love it. But it was just like that's still the game of choice. You don't mention any other game, and like your synths. And I get they have like certain engrams and stuff like that, but they. When he saw, when the synth saw the soccer ball, he didn't go, he didn't just move it around and be like, is this yours? He goes, oh, did you play? Is there a match on? <laughs> you're, you're 25 light years away from any plays. Why would you care if he played? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it was just so weird. And I'm like, why? you keep right. they keep writing as if this is only like five years ahead of us instead of, you know, 370 years ahead of us. Okay. And, right. and that was really a bother to me. Do, do you hear that? 
What? Ralph explains it all. I thought we heard that earlier. Okay. I I give you props for that one. That was good. So, so Mike, so the reason why, well, at least for the synths, the soccer thing, the way that they explain it, I guess you, you probably didn't, didn't pick it up on this. So all these synths are a product of data. Well, I, that's what I said. I said about they have this engram, but they still wouldn't have referenced soccer with such, like I said, he goes, oh, did you play? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, soccer is a predominant sport. Oh, well, in, did uh, you see all the soccer balls that they had? Oh, wait, yeah. they didn't have one. <laughs> you, know? you gotta, you gotta check out their their supply closet, their sports closet. It's all. <laughs> it was in the back. You, you, you had to like pause it for a second, right? In, in one specific frame, you pause it, and then you look over, and you could see there's a little closet that's open slightly ajar, slightly. And, and it there, still didn't have soccer balls in it. And there you can see all the soccer balls and the goalposts and everything. And if you look closely at the aerial view of the compound, in the corner, there's a small uh, soccer field. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, facts, I, facts. And, yeah. and so. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. But like I said, so, so like I said, <laughs> that was my problem with a lot of that with the, the show. It's just it doesn't feel like the future. Um, like I said, the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, Picard has a vineyard. Why would he have a vineyard? It, it has to be more expensive. It, that, that bottle of wine would have to be like $4 billion. The resources <laughs> they would have to use at this point makes no sense. I don't no know. I, that you didn't know. bother me. That didn't bother me like, at like all. Like the fact that, that, the fact that like, number one is making brick oven pizza. Why? Why do you even know about brick oven pizza 370-something years in the future? I can't believe that that hung around. You know, like. Wait, how, long, how old is spaghetti? How long is spaghetti? How old, How old is spaghetti? spaghetti? Oh, I don't know. Very old. Centuries old. But, yeah. So but I'm fact, saying the point that Mike is making is... Pizza could be. The point that Mike is making is that they have food replicators. So why would you make anything by hand? And with the wine itself, you can just replicate the wine and, and not have to buy a bottle. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's also commentary on something that could be replicated versus something being made by hand and, and, and genuine, you know, um, genuine versus fake, you know, like the whole thing of synthoids or synthetics versus real. Right. It's, it's, but which is why he made his vineyard look just like it would have looked, I don't know, 50 years ago in our time. That's what I'm saying. It's like they haven't moved forward. Like they, they keep acting as if this was the beginning and end all of civilization is our time period which was a horrible time period. And they referenced that in lots of Star Trek episodes because of the fact that we had so much racism and politicism and da 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 But yet everything they do glorifies our time period. And I'm like, yeah, but, but, but you're telling me in three, about a vineyard. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you're telling me in 370 years, nothing occurred at all that was worth replicating? Wait a second. Well, put a, we have da 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 that right now? Is it what? The what? We have da 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 right now? Holy shit. I didn't know we had that right now. You're an uh, asshole. Sorry, what? <laughs> right, I guess the people out there, uh, let me know what that meant. Well, you, <laughs> you, never mind. I'll explain it to you later. When, when he listens back to it, he'll be like, oh, that's what he was referring to. I, I'm, I'll do, Mike, I'm, I'm there too. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you, Mike. But yeah, like Fuck I said, you. that's a lot of the problem. And I think that's some of the problem that people have as well uh, with the series, uh, with the series in general. Uh, let okay. alone any problems that might be individuals to the show, but I think that's a lot of the problem of the series. I, I really didn't have problems with any of that stuff at all. I mean, some of the story things like you mentioned about um, 
Oh shoot! I mean, you, what was the main one you just mentioned? You fuck. Well, a lot. One or two of the of the complaints you have, I definitely agree with. But I didn't have a problem with feeling like you know that they were referencing too close to our generation to be five hundred or six hundred years into the future. Didn't bother me. It, it, I I think for me, how did you guys feel about the ending? Because the ending, I won't say bothered me. I was just kind of like. That was the cheapest end out, dude. They had that, so many. It felt they like had, cop out. They had so many deuce ex machina. They had a pantheon ex machina <laughs> by this point. Like, I mean, come on. Do you know how it's a sci-fi show? And one thing that's another problem that I think people started having more and more with some of the uh, earlier Star Trek as time went on, especially when you look back on them. But now in 2020, it's like people that like sci-fi like sci-fi. They don't like oh, it's set in the future, but we're just going to be unimaginative. You don't make a machine. What does it do? It fixes things. With your imagination, really? <laughs> that how? Because sci-fi people want to know how, because that's the sci in the science fiction, you know. So you just gave me a machine that fixes. Oh, but but wait, it doesn't just fix things. It also, for some odd reason, also can create hundreds of scanner-proof holograms on a whim. I don't even know what that. What would that fix? <laughs> <laughs> what it fixed was it fixed how you got out of the problem <laughs> you <Right>. know like <laughs> i got a, i got a question right yeah how soon were you able to predict what was going to happen with picard at the end when was the moment the moment he said the moment they uh she said well i have a planet to go to i'm like okay that's where he's going to be able to be cured in some manner the moment you saw the golem, I'm like, oh, well, we know exactly how he's going to be cured. Because <laughs> Dr. Soon, who is evidently about as old as Picard and probably not in great health either, would gladly just give up the only golem he just got finished making that could save his life. <laughs> you know? I, I guess we didn't like the ending. <laughs> no, the, the ending was horrible. I mean, it, it was bad. It would have been bad enough just putting him in the golem. That was bad enough. But then they had the nerve to spoon feed us everything. Wait, I don't have superpowers. Nope, we made you exactly the same as you are. Wrinkles and all, every little detail, except you have no illnesses. But well, I'm not immortal, am I? Yeah. No, sir, we knew you wouldn't like that. What the fuck did you have to tell me all that for? I could have found that out as time went on. Show me next season where he thinks he's maybe immortal because of the body. And they're like, no, dude, you're, that's how you tell me this. You literally spoon-fed me every damn thing. It was just, it irritated me. The writing of that part was so horrendous. It irritated me. So, so now the, he's... The ending felt like a Now he's a, a, a synthetic like a human, even though you can't really classify him as, as being human, even though... Because not even his mind is, is just a copy of his mind, his yeah. consciousness. Oh, or how about my other favorite part? Oh, yeah, we also programmed yourself basically to, to terminate after a predetermined, of year, the predetermined amount of years. We figured that you'd probably still be alive. Yeah. What the, who the fuck would do that? <laughs> <laughs> basically, we wrote a death sentence. Do you want to know what day you're going to die? Because we can tell you immediately. <laughs> exactly. It would have been better if they just said, all right, here, here's a button. When you feel you've lived long enough, just press this button. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, we put that button right next to your um, your Viagra erection <laughs> button. <laughs> Don't confuse the two. <laughs> you know. Wow. Because because that was also one of those things that was. I'm. I don't know if it was a wink and a nod or if it was just unintentional how it falls on the ear from the writing. But they kept saying like, no, you know, everything works just fine. Everything works just fine. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I really don't want. <laughs> 
to know any more about this right now. <laughs> I don't want to think of Picard like getting a boner while he's talking to Seven of Nine. <laughs> you know. Um, He'll say make it so Seven of Nine. Or, or Elnor. I don't know which one would have gotten the boner first. <laughs> I, I, I got a question for you, Mike. What would you have said had they, instead of going with Patrick Stewart, they had then said, we put him in a golem and they made the body younger and then you have another actor come over to play young, uh, younger uh, Luke Picard. Oh, I mean, I would have been as outraged as the rest of the fans because that if that's the case, you should have just called it like Star Trek, some other name. And then I, then I actually would have almost been okay. I mean, it still would have been weird, but if it was Star Trek, name something else, like Star Trek, um, uh, the Synth Wars, I'm just making up shit. Like, then you'd be like, oh, okay, this has, I mean, Picard's still the star, but I, you know, Patrick Stewart, obviously they, they, they have a 10 year plan and, you know, he's going to be like 84 years old at that point, you know. Um, but like, if you're going to make it Picard, no, I mean, they, they had to keep him, you know, as Picard, yeah. there's no because way. Yeah. Right now, they're, they're, if they had done that, they're kind of bordering on, uh, on uh, altered carbon territory. Right. But you do understand though, that, at, at any whim, I mean, uh, knock on this horrible piece of wood that I have in front of me, uh, God forbid if anything did happen to Patrick Stewart and they wanted to continue to show, all they have to do is say that we reverse aged you. Or, or the system had a function malfunction and it, it, it changed your appearance and we can't seem to fix it. And he's like, ah, I'm young enough to explore the galaxy, so let's go. <laughs> you, that <laughs> ending reminds me of, I mean, and this is way off base. Has any, not way off base, but this is way off of uh, Star Trek territory. Has anybody ever seen the movie Bolt? Bolt? The Disney movie Bolt. Bolt with the the Bolt. dog, the cartoon. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. The, the, the spoilers at the at the end of the at the end of the movie. He he's basically a TV dog, and he's with his TV um, owner, and he loves her, and he thinks that everything's real. He thinks he has superpowers and everything. So what happens is, um, him the 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 girl from the show leaves the show to be with her dog in private. They recast. Um, another girl and they go oh yeah well we just changed your face but you are <laughs> you're the same person and they kept the show going and i'm like wow but that's kind of like what they could do with picard kind of yeah, yeah i mean that's kind of um yeah it looked like that yeah the ending i was not happy with um other like weird little things like uh that got me too like even before the end was like uh dr soon it's like he's been on this planet for you know ages obviously these are his children, as he refers to them often. It took a few hours for him to be like, yeah, this, these children are fucked. <laughs> like, I'm like, it, really? You, you love them that much? Like, to the point, it's like, it's like what happened to Sutra? What happened to Sutra? And by the way, did you notice the moment Dodge slash Soji was on the planet and now she's her, her golder skin person who was really sexy? Her name was Sutra. And I'm like, did you name her after Kama Sutra? Kama Sutra? Yeah, <laughs> because I I'm like, right I don't understand why she's so sexy-ish acting on a planet of just other synths. But, but, none of, but like, what got me, I'm like, well, what's happened to Sutra? Sutra? Like, he deactivated her? Did he kill her? And also, these people were supposedly pretty peaceful. Why did you have a, a, a handy device that just deactivates them? Yeah, or ki or kills them, one or the other. You well, know? and I'm like, if, what if, kind of father was that? <laughs> if you ever have a conversation with God, you know, you you gotta have a way to keep your children in yeah. line. You gotta have a grand equalizer. I mean, I, my I, mom had the belt. 
<laughs> that that belt didn't end your life, though, did it? No, you're here. <laughs> it could have uh, tilted my head the wrong way. <laughs> so, all right, so, guys. Uh, real oh, fast, sorry. though. So who Go thinks ahead. uh who thinks Narissa is alive? Because if, if Emperor Palpatine can fall through <laughs> for a million miles, you think Narissa's still alive? And guarantee dude, you, she will pop up. I guarantee. Dude, she's you. alive. Come on, we're 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 in the universe where Picard got a brand new fucking body. <laughs> oh, this a, a, a new old body. Yeah. It's probably going to be something like the Borg people found me and they put me back together with Borg pieces. And now I hate myself because I'm a Borg Romulan hybrid. <laughs> Dude, the minute we didn't see any crash or any fall, I was like, she'll be back. But like, yeah. where's Narek? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like this, this thing, that's it's another thing that bothered me about the show. It's like, you're not first time writers and this is a huge franchise that you're just glibly like throwing things out throwing things away the the orchids i mean and ralph is correct those orchids were beautiful what do they do we don't really know they 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 again science fiction they just show up and do blank you want you want to know <laughs> you know i know a guy no who he can no, explain no, no not at all no, because no, because no, we got no, time no, no, no. There's, there's a guy who you can know. explain it for you no no because you know but in honesty like these orchids just show up they don't do anything unless it's convenient to the scene that they're in because otherwise they provided literally no protection to that planet. You know, yeah, it was just, it was just, right. like, it just fell for me. All right. All right. All right. Let's start, let's start putting a little bow on this. All right. Um, what, before we go into renaming and um, rating, let me ask you this. Will you watch the second season? Both of you? Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Mike's so sure. Why not? Wow. I'm very surprised about that. And Ralph's, I had knew that was going to be sure. Okay. All right, let's go for it. Renaming the series. I'll go first because it gives Ralph some time to think off the top of his head. Thank you. <laughs> Star Trek. Just let him die. Data. I mean, Data, not Picard. <laughs> <laughs> How long were they like, oh, I, what when Data go, I just want to die. I'm like, just get him off the screen. He's like, I just want to die. I'm like, I want you to die. <laughs> and mind you, I love Data. Data's actually one of my favorite characters. Of but once they killed him in the, in, in the last movie, I thought yeah. they were done. The, the actor who plays Data... Phenomenal. Um, what's his name? Spiner? Yeah. Um, is it Brent Spiner? I forget what his first Brent, name is. Brent Spiner. Spiner. You got it right. You got it right. Brent Spiner. You got it right. Okay. Ralph, you have some time. Uh, Star Trek Picard. I'll die when I'm ready. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I actually like that one. Okay. I'll die when I'm good and ready. <laughs> Mike. I'd rename it Picard. Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. So now let's go for it. Ratings for Star Trek Picard. Ralph? I give it uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, just use your imagination. Fixing devices. <laughs> you can tell you said that off the top of your head because that was all disjointed when you said that. <laughs> 8 out of 10 no, devices. I was, I, was yeah. trying to, I was trying to do my Shatner impression. Obviously, it wasn't that good. I know it was no. <laughs> not one, not one I, of my favorite listeners. I'm I'm very sorry. I was giving her all she's got, Captain. She ain't got. Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Yeah, I saw that in there. Well, I'm gonna also give it eight. I'm gonna give it eight synthetics that promu- that produce mucus out of ten. Oh, Mike, I give it six and a half. Latino has sex once with a white woman and immediately turns his back on women of color out of ten. <laughs> because that's exactly what. I've, oh, I've known Rafi for years. Well, I could be the killer. No, it's probably Rafi. I'm just going to suspect her. Hey, Rafi. <laughs> well, what? You're not going to throw me out of the, what is it? Out of the um, airlock? The, 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 the cargo hole or the, the cargo airlock? Cargo hole. Or... It might. 
And it's like, I mean, granted, who says he was really going to do that? But it's like, you turned on her immediately. <laughs> like, I'm like, did this woman have a trick pelvis? Like, you, you have, you've known this woman for all of like, what, by what, four days at this point? Maybe, <laughs> you know, had I don't sex with her make, once and you've turned on your best friend. Listen, Mike, Mike, I don't want to make this joke. You don't know the powers woman. of the female vagina. Like I said, she had a trick pelvis, evidently, man. Because I'm like, <laughs> it was just such, it was such, it just angered me. Because I'm like, wow, you didn't even for a second think that this woman that you don't know anything about could possibly be involved in this, <laughs> you know? Oh my God! All right, so, so there's, there's, you have it. There's what? a there's a saying called "pussy whipped." That's what he was. <sighs> yes, <laughs> there, there you have it. Star Trek Picard. He says make it so. I say make it so. I think Mike says make it go away. I, I say guys, it, don't go I say, I say make it better. <laughs> <laughs> guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Make it so number one. <laughs> you know what I, I thought he said? He yeah. said make it so number one. I yeah. thought he said N-word so number one. I'm like, what? That's even wow. like, far away. <laughs> Wow, that's not even close. It's oh. not. Well, you let's should, see. You if we should can not get... have gotten that ear transplant from that racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out which hospitals you go to, man. Oh man. <laughs> well, let me let, let's let's go let's do this thing. So, um, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we rarely make it under a minute. I really ain't aiming today. I'm aiming good today. I didn't shave. He, he has moment. one question. <laughs> <laughs> Four, 14 parts, right? <laughs> what, what, wow. What? Yo, damn. Ralph's he's ready to move on. <laughs> Ralph's he's making up for last show. We miss it all together. <laughs> all right. Ready, set, go. What is the greatest cartoon series that you've ever watched? Ralph. Fantastic Max. Oh, really? Okay. Fantastic Max. All right. I mean, you remember that? It was a really good cartoon. I'm trying to get under a minute. Mike, <laughs> Futurama, and if you don't agree, you can bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is the most overused phrase in Star Trek lore? Live long and prosper or con? Mike, live long and prosper. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and Ralph. It's a no-brainer. Live long and prosper. Not many people okay. say con. I say con a lot. All right. And out of all the Star Trek tech, which do you wish actually was real? A tractor beam, the ability to beam up people, or warp speed? Ralph. A food replicator. A food re What? Why would you even do that? Mike. The transporter. Stalking would be taken to a whole new level. <laughs> and we are under a minute. Yes, we are under a minute. It must be oh, I guess you're wrong about that. According to that, it says you're wrong. Where's the bell? Ralph, where's the bell? What bell? And the cheering and the yay. There's no bells, no cheerings. What the fuck? Make it How? under a minute. That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> no, we're supposed to cheer because we've done it twice What now. are you, a millennial? <laughs> oh, I, I want to be rewarded for doing what I'm supposed to do. Mike, and, Mike, those, Mike. and those are the people that are complaining about being bored. Millennials. Mike, him <laughs> just being under a minute reminds him of the, of the bedroom. Ah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have one minute than not at all. <laughs> hey, that's that's not what she said. <laughs> wow, this is got this cut deep. This is cut deep. All right, <laughs> all right. So shout outs. Anybody with shout outs? I don't have any extra shout outs. Just 
I want to go outside, please. <laughs> but be well, everybody, and be healthy. We are getting so close. And to you people in the states that are protesting, ending this early, wise up. And to the states that are kissing Trump's ass and are trying to open early, wise up, please. I don't want to do this twice. <laughs> I, I seriously don't. Ralph? Uh, what he said. There you go. <laughs> Couldn't have gotten that answer any faster out of the geeks on the go. And 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 I'll say this. I'll just add this. I I won't get political. I'll just get talking about intelligence. Science usually proves a lot of things. I don't get how you guys want to open up so fast. If this spreads quickly amongst people in close proximity, you want to open beaches because of the five because because the five G towers, right? Oh, that's what it is, right? right? Uh, well, my favorite though was not even the beaches. It's not even the nail salon, which also just it's the massage parlors. It was actually listed as one of the things they wanted to open. I'm like, and you want to do social distancing with a massage, or do you really think that massage is going to feel good with crinkly, rough rubber gloves on? <laughs> like, like I don't even understand how that's supposed to work. Uh, this is a new age we're going into. There's definitely a new age we're going into. Ralph, what were you gonna say? They call that a rubber Susan. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. And I guess and I guess if you just lay there, it's a lazy Susan, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what I thought. A lazy rubber Susan. <laughs> no comment on that one. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Rob the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And I promise, next show we will be in better spirits.